for me, when I look at an event, um, like we're saying, an event is, it's an experience. It's something that you want your people to come to and absolutely love it and then want to come next year or come to something else that you do. An event also builds trust. So it's really important, I think, when you're doing your event that you look at it not just as selling a ticket and getting it in, getting them into your venue or wherever you're hosting it, but looking at the event as kind of three areas. So there's before the event, so like the pre-event, the event, and then the post-event. That is Amy McCarran. She is the founder of Lady Strength, a growing brand for driven, entrepreneurial women who inspire to make a difference with their business and beyond. She also co-founded Village Impact with her husband, Stu McCarran, that provides education and creates awareness for entrepreneurship by building schools in Kenya. Today, Village Impact has built 13 schools, bringing education to over 4,000-plus students on a daily basis. She's currently working on her book, Passion to Purpose, that will be published by Hay House and available for purchase in August 2020. I'm super excited to have Amy coming on to talk about events, hosting, and create a sold-out events, or let's just say memorable ones. Because she is really known to how to create that uh, unforgettable experience for her events attendees, whether it's for her ladies' strength group or for their nonprofit organization. You might note my former corporate life is an executive for luxury brand in hospitality industries. So I do know a thing or two when it comes to create a wow experience for our clients. And let me just tell you, you will enjoy this podcast episode if you desire to create your own events, no matter 20 people or 2,000 people. Because that's basic. In today's DNA age, we as business owners, we got to adapt the change. And the change is, it's more difficult today to create that connections with our audience, with our tribe. And hosting a live event is one of the best way to create that trust and that 1,000 true fans. In this episode, Amy will show us how to do your pre-events, during events, and post-events activities so you can create that memorable experience for your tribe and then they will come back again and again. Okay, now let's check with Amy. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hello, Amy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I've been waiting for this moment for very long. And if people would have known before we hit the record button that how much tech uh, hassle and the full stacking we have to go through. <laughs> that is true. I have currently have one, two, three, four, 
five books under my laptop. <laughs> yeah, well, this show is all about the realness about entrepreneur life, and that's mm-hmm. that's we cannot get more real than that. So, Amy, I mean, um, in the introduction, I already shared with my audience and listeners that you know uh, you have such an experience in when it come to the event planning, uh, saw events and. Uh, conference and things. I mean, obviously, you and Stu is such a dream team. Uh, so, would you mind share with us, though? You know, we saw Stu a whole lot more. It seems like mm-hmm. uh, in the couple of last years, but I'm sh- I'm sure she's gonna come out more now. Okay, so uh, which I'm super happy about and excited about because uh, we need more female leaders. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So uh, would you please share with us, though, how did you come about that and that you are so great at event planning? Um, you know, it's funny. I've always, um, I guess I've never really owned it as much as kind of I'm starting to now, but I've always been a little event planner since I was little. And I used to plan day camps in my community and would invite all the neighbors and their kids and create a day camp. But it was almost like when I look at it now, it was almost like a day event. Do you know what I mean? And then exactly. my, my kids' birthday parties are always a bit, not just big and beyond, but they've always got so many little details in it that I just love to do. And my friends have always said, like, you're such an event planner. You're such an event planner. And, and then as we dove into like Stu's small events before he started Tribe, where he is now, it was um, the same thing where I just, I just love doing events and creating a, an experience for people. Because at the end of the day, the events are about these amazing experiences that you can give your customers, um, the people that are in your community to share an experience together. And that's what an event is. It's so much more than getting bums in the seats or selling a ticket. It's the experience that you give them. Um, And so I've kind of always done that in birthday parties. And then it kind of led to Stu and I's business in the early days when he had an idea seminar that he put on um, and I organized them. I also, in our early days, um, worked in the States and organized events throughout the States um, mostly in uh, Las Vegas for different internet marketing seminars. Um, so I've always kind of had my foot in events and kind of been there on the side. And then it's not really, it's really been the last kind of few years that I've kind of dove into a little more with my own mastermind, helping with my husband's mastermind, which are all events too, but smaller events. And then also um, now I help a little bit with Stu's tribe and behind the scenes. They have a whole team that kind of handles a lot more of it now in logistics. But I'm definitely in there and like little details that's going on in the event and ideas and brainstorming for it. Um, yeah, so I, I just love it. I love creating experiences for people, big or small. And um, yeah, that's how I start. Yeah, I, you know, because uh, I came from uh, a corporate background when uh, working for the Grand Hyatt for Ritz Carlton. So the, we are all about, you know, creating experience. Uh, yes. for the for the for the guests so I so can relate uh, about mm-hmm. so I'm so excited to have you on the show because this is a lot of time I feel like you know in the online marketing world we talk a little a lot about the technical stuff and uh, mm-hmm. the strategy this and that but I think in the end of the day is that human connections and the experience uh, will sustain uh, our mm-hmm. business and a lot of my uh, tribes, I know they really gear up. They want to host their own workshop or conference or event. And that's why I know that uh, your expertise will help so much uh, for us today. So would you mind to share with us a little bit about how do you 
planned an event. Uh, I know that you share with me a little bit about you know different stages and also maybe also share with us that some common mistake that we need to avoid and then um, and some pro tips. Yeah, for sure. So for me, when I look at an event, um, like we're saying, an event is, it's an experience. It's something that you want your people to come to and absolutely love it and then want to come next year or come to something else that you do. An event also builds trust. So it's really important, I think, when you're doing your event that you look at it not just as selling a ticket and getting it in, getting them into your venue or wherever you're hosting it, but looking at the event as kind of three areas. So there's before the event, so like the pre-event, the event, and then the post-event. Um, because they are re three really important areas for your event. So the first thing we look at once we've got a date and a venue um, is obviously all the things to do to kind of create excitement about the event. So the big thing is, so I've got some notes down here. So if I keep looking over here, I've got yeah, sure. the tips. But the first thing is, is to create, um, create excitement about your event. The, the last thing you want to do is say you have an event and post one thing on, about it on Facebook and that's it and think that everybody saw it because the truth is when you post something on Facebook once, not everybody's seen it. You have to keep sharing the message and talking about it and creating excitement. Um, some fun things that we've done for events in the past, um, for our, for example, Stu's Tribe event, he, we did, he took, sorry, let me start up, Stu's Tribe event, he took, I think it was, like almost 500 people to a Jays game, um, so Blue Jays game. But he, nobody knew where they were going, and he does it every year at his event where we'll surprise people for that special Saturday night, and they have no idea where they're going. So when we did the Jays game, he went to get the tickets and then kind of put them all in front, but kind of scratched off things and just said, oh, we have tickets for our event, but no one knows where we're going. And then <laughs> people comment, right? And they say, oh, I can't wait, I'm coming. And then people are like, what is he doing? Um, another thing that we've done before for my mastermind and also for our charity, our village impact charity that I run, um, we take donors to Africa. So that's also an experience. It's kind of like a 10 day event. Um, but we create excitement for that too, where we got t-shirts made for everybody and with our new logo and new design. And we were at the t-shirt company and we were kind of sharing a bit of behind the scenes. So it's kind of creating excitement by posting things on social media where there's going to be surprises at the event. Um, creating excitement about it, just so people people want to know. Pe people don't want to miss out <laughs> when you have an yeah. opportunity or some fun things going on. They um, they really want to be part of it. So that's another thing. Create excitement. So um, uh, meaning the experience actually already started right yeah. in the pre-event. Yeah, and that and that's the thing that one of the mistakes I had was. Avoid doing an event last minute. I think you need events are, are hard. You have to put work into them. And the more you put into them at the beginning and create an awesome experience for that first event, you'll double the people that come next year because the event, they don't want to miss it. And you've, you've done so well in that first event. So it's really important to create that excitement but way before the event, like a few, four, four, five months out, maybe even a year out. I mean, I know for Stu's event, well, for Tribe, we've got the dates the year the year ahead. So we've always got a year in advance so people can put it on their calendar. Mm -hmm. So creating excitement about fun things you're doing at the event, getting your friends to talk about it, um, people that are going, like your maybe close people that are in your circle or um, are like big fans of what you're doing, they'll start to talk about it and then they'll share it on their page. So really just creating excitement, creating surprises. And also some fun things that we've done before is before the event is to create experiences, kind of mini experiences before the actual event. So for example, 
going out to a meetup before the even event starts. So you could have a meetup, um, like a pre-meetup for, um, for Tribe or for Lady Strength, which is my most mm-hmm. popular. So you're having these little activity or events before the event. Um, and at that little activity, maybe you could have a speaker or someone you're going to have at the event. Because I think what's important before you have your big event is to create those relationships with your audience, the people you have speaking. So if you're having somebody come in to speak at your event and your audience doesn't, they don't really know who they are, you want them to build a relationship with that person before. So you could do an interview before, a Zoom call before, a meetup before, and then the audience becomes familiar with that person and they're like, oh, I really want to see that person speak or get to know them more and they're maybe more likely to come to your event. So create excitement, um, involve other people, um, getting out there, have surprises, and do little, maybe little meetups or Zoom calls or um, things that you can do before the event. Um, because everything should lead to that one event at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's kind of warm up a little bit, level up. Yeah, and get everyone excited. So that's my kind of some pre-event stuff that um, I like to do. Um, the other one is is the event itself. And like um, I had mentioned before, and I think you've done some little meetups before or events where you know, event can be, an event isn't an event no matter how many people. Um, it doesn't matter if there's 5,000 people or if there's 100 people or if there's 25 people. Like I had 25 moms in my house for a mom's <laughs> Christmas dinner <laughs> for my school. And I treated it like an event. Like to me, it's, you know, I was on Facebook talking about it and it was a Thai dinner. They came over and I had the table set nicely. We had favors. Um, And to me, it doesn't matter if it's a thousand people, 20 people, 10 people, you should treat that event the same as, as what it is because everyone's paid to come or to be part of that experience and Mm. to treat them just the same as you would if it was a huge event. Um, So in that it's putting um, touches on them. So making like your event unique to your, to your own. So for example, when I say that, I mean, um, if it's a small event, you can do really small touches, um, maybe a bit more beyond what you could do in a larger event. So right. for example, um, my friend Jason Gaynard, he puts on amazing events um, for our high-level entrepreneurs. And he always sends out a big questionnaire before people come to the event that get to know all the littlest details about them, like favorite snacks, favorite foods. Um, and then you go to his event and he's got your favorite cookies like when you check in. Or, um, so it's doing those little personal things that can help make the event experience really, um, really nice. And then, um, also thinking of the vibe of your event. Like, I mean, maybe you've gone to an event before or something where if it's not the right music or you don't feel like, you know what I mean? It's the, it's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that if the, uh, I, I dream like one day uh, that I would like to do actually for female entrepreneurs like uh, a pajama party. Oh, that's awesome. You know, when, the, when we were little girls, right? We, we, yeah. we do the PJ party, right? Yeah. So I thought, why we cannot do this as a female entrepreneurs, right? The kind of first night icebreaker, we all cozy with our pajama yeah. and then kind of just really just share things. Uh, in, a, in a hotel suite and cuddle up and something like that and with the bunny sleepers or whatever. Yeah. So I think if the, I think what you mentioned is like if the vibe, for example, is for that, uh, probably that, that night, that pajama party, probably not necessary is in rock and roll. Maybe, yeah, maybe you can start with rock and roll, but, but when we all sit down want to share, you know, more intimate thing, probably the music will be a little bit much softer than that. Yeah, it's, it's the music and then 
you think about like the chairs. So it, maybe it's, you know, maybe you rent furniture where it's more couches and it's more mm-hmm. relaxed and it's not so formal. Like, so it's thinking about yeah the vibe that you want to portray. And then also I think that it, if it's about um, that, it reflects you as a person, if you're hosting that event and it's your brand or your business, that whatever you're putting out to the world or whatever your event is, is, um, kind of your values, what you believe in, um, it all kind of connects back to you and what you believe because there's so many events. I mean, you go to an event and if, you know, if a song comes on that you really, really love, all of a sudden it kind of changes and you're like, Oh, that's a good song. That's my favorite song. Um, and then when you, when you get person, when you get touches like that, you can easily get that information by creating a survey and sending it out to people that are coming to the event. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's doing fun stuff like favorite snacks, favorite music. And creating that vibe because I think so many, not so many people, I mean, people concentrate on getting people and selling the tickets and getting it there, but that's, that's just the start. Like you have to also create that amazing experience that'll then want them to come back. So it's really important to think about all those things that go into an event as well. Yeah. Amy, curious. So do you have like a specific, like a checklist uh, for going through, you know, so uh, for the, I mean, big event, I assume they have to be, but like a small, even a smaller one, do you have like a specific checklist of a, like a different area that you, you, you use and can check off? Yeah. So I, I have, I have like a little one that has, that has, yeah, like music. I, I, for, even if it's personal, like favors for different parties. Um, yeah, I definitely have like, like all the little things that down and then I kind of review it, but I'd be happy to share that if you wanted me to share that. After. Yeah, that, that would be great that, you know, just as the kind of generic things I say, okay, if you host a little workshop or event, you might want to think of, okay, favor and whatever the, the vibe and things, that'd be awesome. If you yeah, don't no, I can send that over to you for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? So yeah, just relationships, big, small, the event, um, and then thinking, yeah, and, and it comes down to, it's everything. It's not even just the music. It's what you hand out. It's your papers. It's what you give that person. Everything should be kind of like a representation of yourself and what you're trying to promote at that event or the theme and, and about you. Because you want those people to walk away at the end of the day thinking, wow, I'm going to come back and do something that, you know, she, that she's going to do again. Um, my friends are it's funny because when we, we had a 10 year anniversary party and I was so excited and I always, I always said to Sue, I'm like, we are so lucky that Pinterest and all those things weren't available 11 years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years, because our wedding might've looked a little different and cost a lot more money. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when we had our 10 year anniversary party, I got to, it was like a mini wedding. And my one friend was, I, she said to me that she was on the golf cart coming up to the barn where we had it. And the lady inside it said, wow, you should see some of the things that this woman's, your friend's done in here. And my friend was like, it's Amy. This is what she does. She just loves events. <laughs> but it's, but it's, it's, you know, it's creating that environment of fun. And then everyone's always like, oh, when's the next party? Right. So for Stu and I, we really want to, I want to build a barn one day to host my events where I can oh. have a party like every year for our anniversary and do the same thing all over again, but have it in my barn where I can host retreats and masterminds and events um and I that'd think be awesome I know that's my our big goal um it's growing every day the barn is now turned into a basketball court by night first okay <laughs> it's like basketball floor and then um still use it for like a venue for events and stuff but 
Um, yeah, you want people to feel, see, hear. It's all the touches, right, that go into an event that are important as well. So, yeah, and then often people forget about this too. Like after the event, the post event is just as important as the event itself because this is the time where you can get feedback from people. Mm -hmm. You can send questionnaires. It's the time where they're most excited. Um, and even exhausting as it is after that last day, I mean, I know it's tiring if you put on a big event. Um, and you just kind of want to say, yes, I did it and celebrate, but it's also time to go back and take a look at what went well, what didn't go well, go back and talk to people that came, what were their favorite things, what they didn't like, um, to get all that feedback from. And then we often follow up with a video thank you or um, video, you can get, um, you've probably seen them like the video cards, yeah. you can video messages. So sending those out and just saying thank you to everyone that came in and, and also thanking the team that helped put it on. That's huge because if you've done really big events, They've all worked really, really hard for those few days. So it's um, recognizing their contribution to the event and celebrating with them and um, making them feel part of the team as well. Because um, it's definitely, you know, if it's just you and your husband putting on an event <laughs> in my house, it's still, you know, it's still thinking Stu for helping do some stuff because of my crazy ideas and my crazy events. So it's whether it's small or big, it's thanking those people that have been a part of it and help pull it off. Um, because nobody, at the end of the day, no one's. Uh, kind of one person show. There's always no. somebody that's helping along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So curious that uh when you send out the feedback, I mean for the survey, would you do like after a day after or so or you will like when people are still there the very last day and mention to them say, hey, if you don't mind, would you please do give us a feedback maybe it's a print out thing or it's the a link to go to um uh for the survey because i figure that sometimes after people go home it's a little bit more difficult to get them to give you feedback i don't know what about your experience yeah so i we do we kind of do both because for example when we did our when we do our donor trips um for the charity that i run yeah. um, we just had a hundred about a hundred people in kenya this past summer that i organized through kenya and and it's the same, like I said, it's like a big 10-day event, right? Where um, you're on all those 10 days to make sure everyone's enjoying the experience. But it's it, you do want to capture and talk to them at the end of the event because that's when everything is like all up here in their head. There's no distractions. Yes. So we usually hand out something um, at the event. And then after the event, send out an email with the link to it again in case anybody missed it. So then, um, but maybe worded it a bit differently. Um, and sometimes we ask a couple of different questions within it. So if someone clicks on it again and they want to fill it in again, there's some different information, but um, definitely there. And then I think definitely after as well, because there, I mean, everybody's so different. For the most part, you want to get them, I think, at the event. Um, um, but then there's all the, also those people that do go home and process everything and then kind of go through their notes and want to share after too. Um, yeah. What would you say after the all these years of uh, uh, you know uh, arrange events and host it? What are some common mistakes that we we should look out to avoid? Yeah. So one one thing is um, if you're using a hotel um, and you're um, just be aware of the contracts because sometimes like the bigger event, the more bigger the contracts that you have. So for, um, say, big events at hotels, you need to secure so many sleeping rooms and then you get discounts or what amazing. But just make sure to go through the event. And I would say don't um, just be careful because sometimes 
there's a maybe a clause in there that you haven't read and just to make sure that you understand the whole contract and that everything that you've talked about is written in there um, because sometimes people make mistake of oh we verbally said it and then mm -hmm. go up on the contract and then staff changes and you get a yes. person representing your event and they're like well you didn't tell us that mm -hmm. and you have no sign so just make sure that you kind of dotted the i's and cross the t's on a hotel hotel contract for sure um another thing is for larger events or for small events what you want to do what we've done in tribe in the past is taken like a hundred dollars i think it's 50 or 100 to reserve a seat um, because when you get up to the bigger numbers, um, there's always the no-show ratio of people. Like mm. no matter how, you know, there's going to be people that just don't show up. So it's always like a refunded and get refunded back to you, but it helps secure their seat and also will help keep um, people in the room. So making sure if it is an event, don't make the mistake of just, you know, selling maybe a thousand or 500 tickets and thinking all those people will come. If you can get them to secure in a way, um, that would be good too. Um, and then I would, I, I wouldn't plan anything too last minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think when you, I know it sounds so simple, but when you plan, you get, I mean, I get excited. I'm planning a couple of trips in the summer and you get all excited and you just, you're like, oh, I can do it. I can do it. But I, just the more you put into the event and create an amazing experience, it'll pay off the next time. Um, so it may seem like so much work, but when you do things last minute, you, you just, you lose all those personal things that you could do to create such a great experience. So, um, yeah, definitely. So give, give, give ourselves enough time to, to prepare mm -hmm. the events. Yeah. Give yourself enough time to craft the experience that you really want to craft. And that, like you're, like you're saying your pajama um, party in your head, like you, you want to create this amazing experience. So give yourself time and don't rush. Um, right. don't for sure. Um, yeah, there's a couple of tips. Yeah. Side. I think that's awesome, Amy. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of uh, uh, takeaway from uh, the three stages of uh, event planning and mm -hmm. uh, the tips and also what to avoid. So, Amy, I just want to also mention to uh, my tribe because I know that you have a ladies-only mastermind, right? Yeah. 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 So, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I have um, my mastermind called Lady Strength, and it's um, for women entrepreneurs. And we've been doing, I've been doing it now. This is my third year. The first year I started it was for me because I like doing events and <laughs> now I like surrounding myself with really awesome, inspirational women. So I, I started it two years ago on, um, you know, just wanting to surround myself more with, with women that I could and, um, and, and some friends. And then the second year um, I, char I started charging for it. Um, so it's been really full two years of being a full mastermind. And yeah, it's about, I don't take any more than 20 women. Um, and we just released it for this year. Um, yeah, and it's a group of women come together three times a year, have events three times a year. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, connect all year long and support each other, help each other, encourage each other. Um, and it, yeah, it is all women. I believe that, like you said, there's um, the world needs more women leaders and just being around women. Um, I really enjoy. Yeah. Awesome, Amy. So uh, we showed you put everything, the link in the show notes, but tell us not verbally, like uh, if people want to connect with you more, where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook at Amy McLaren. Um, and then I also have a lady strength group. Um, it's a group on Facebook that you can join as well. 
And then I met Amy at ladystrength.com if you would like to email. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you have enjoyed the episode as much as I did. As many of you told me that you want to host your own event or you're already doing so and you want to know how you can do it better. So here we go for all the show notes and also Amy's checklist. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash 069. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash 069. Are you one of the Christian leaders that you would like to stand out, establish your own blue ocean, and create a profitable business you love and totally identity aligned? Well, if you are, I would like to invite you to access to one of my free masterclass. Actually, was a live presentation on stage at my mentor, Chris Docker's uh, annual signature event called Youpreneur Summit. The presentation is called The Power of One Framework. And why is this so important? If you like to create a whole lot more impact in the coming year and beyond, you feel like you might hit a plateau in your business, or you have been touring around in the base camp, meaning in the bottom of the mountain that God asked you to conquer, then this presentation is for you. With all transparency, when you access to that presentation, you will be also added as my VIP list for the coming signature program called the Power of One Framework. It's a mentoring program, and we cannot be more excited about this because we haven't seen anything that this for Christian entrepreneurs just yet. And are you surprised? Actually, probably not. Why? Because God always likes to show off His wisdom. And what do I mean by that? Four months before that presentation, I was crying out to the Lord, say, Father, how can we help? How can we get rid of the imposter syndrome? How can we stop the comparison game and shining object syndrome? How can we get as many as your children to the past identity aligned that what you have called them to do, create a whole lot more profit so they have the margin to give more and serve more. So if you feel resonate with this message, then go to kellybottle.com forward slash learn. I will see you there. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellybottle.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellybottle.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. Thanks for listening to the the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.